0: Every once in a while, I'll look at this just to make sure that, that, uh... That it's the, on? Yeah, <laughs> that it's on.
1: Do you know I still use audio tape?
0: Do you? How do you use I, that? a cassette? How do you... In what... Pro, how when does, I interview. Okay.
1: When I go on an interview, mm-hmm. I use a tape recorder.
0: Because
1: mm-hmm. I like yeah. to see the wheel. You do? The
0: yes. Yeah, I like things analog, too. <laughs> I do. Um,
1: I'm a dinosaur.
0: You are? <laughs> yeah. So you're one of my heroes. Because um, I, you know, I always loved reading your articles and obviously, Modern Drummer. But I would always wonder, how could you write about a thing that, are you a drummer? That
1: I didn't do. Yeah. No.
0: But you wrote in a way that I, as a drummer, a lifelong drummer, um, you know, how, how did you know what I would want to know? How did you know what was important to drummers? And,
1: Oh, uh, well, that's a really good question. Hmm. Um, I spent a lot of time with drummers. I had a lot of friends who were drummers, and I would go out to hear music a lot, hmm. um, even before I wrote about drummers. Hmm. Um, and I was always, always um, attracted to the drums. Hmm. Because to me it was like the foundation of the music.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And so right away, you know, I was sort of this, this was the, this was the the instrument that Mm -hmm. to me, and so I would start asking questions of my, of the people. The the band somehow always, the drummer came to sit with my group of people. (laughs) Why is that? Because I would sit there, you know, we'd go to like clubs or okay. restaurant, yeah. co- you know, uh, restaurant, um, you know, areas. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, 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 watch the, live music. Yeah, yeah. The lounges. Oh,
0: okay, yeah. And
1: so we'd watch live music and I'd be sitting there with my head bouncing up and down <laughs> to the beat. And I guess I was born a drummer in a way. And yes. so I'd be drumming with my head. And yes. so the drummer invariably would come and sit at our mm. table. And we'd start talking. Mm. And, and I would ask questions. And mm. I would just... And when I started wanting to write... Mm-hmm. Um, well, Billboard was the first okay. uh, magazine I, I pitched. Okay. Um, and they gave me my first break. Mm. They were, I mean, amazing. A woman by the name of Jean Williams was the editor of the um, concert reviews. And I asked, you know, can I go out and review concerts? Uh-huh. And she said, bring me some clips. Right. Well, I didn't have any clips. What
0: does that mean, clips? Oh, some stuff you'd already written. Stuff you'd okay. written. OK.
1: And so what I did was I went to some of those lounges mm-hmm. And I just wrote reviews of the club bands I was seeing. Yeah, that makes sense. And I guess she thought it was you know, pretty cool of me to just do that because I didn't have real professional okay. clips okay. and she gave me my first gig hmm. and it was freaking reviewing Chicago wow. at the Greek theater.
0: Wow. Well, what a way would, to start!
1: Would you believe? And it was at a time when things were unbelievable, where they were ha- they had just signed with CBS Records, so they were having a big rollout party, and they bust all of us up to the um, observatory, yeah. and they had a bacchanalian feast, wow. and oh my God, it was talk about the first gig you have as a writer wow. i mean you know things went downhill from there <laughs> but it was it was amazing anyway mm. god bless jean i'm uh, you know it's a name i'll never forget because she did she gave me mm-hmm. a few gigs after that uh-huh. and then i was able to call
0: mm-hmm.
1: publications and because say you had. i work for billboard that clout. And Billboard was, you know, is still the number one, yeah. you know? Yeah. So I called my, I, I put it out there to Modern Drummer because that was the instrument I loved. Yeah,
0: you identify. And so
1: yeah. how did I know the questions? I'm getting back to your questions Yeah, yeah, your
0: no, question. go, it's just no, yeah, go anywhere you want.
1: Um, I just, it was, and some of it was that I was curious. So I was asking questions that I wanted to know. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, I came in on the early part of the magazine, but there were a few Mm -hmm. magazines to look at.
0: There were, who was it then, Um, Uh, what was out there?
1: There had already been um, one, a Buddy Rich issue. And actually, Jeff Piccaro was on a split cover with Ed Shaughnessy, I want to say. Uh And, I mean, the magazine was thin and, and the articles were shorter, mm-hmm. but there were a few issues out. I came in pretty early, right? and, right. Um, and so I could see, you know, some of the questions and mm-hmm. where they were going. Okay,
0: from the other, yeah.
1: And, mm-hmm. and that's what you do when you're a freelancer, too. You, look, you really scope out the magazine mm. and the publication, and you look and see what they want to know. Mm-hmm. And um, my first real article mm-hmm. was Danny Seraphin.
0: Ooh, what a wonderful drummer.
1: And oh my God, and we're still, he is one of my really good friends okay. in the music business. Mm-hmm. He has helped me sometimes when mm-hmm. I've needed help. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. He's been a good soul in my life. Mm. and um, And I'd like to say that I've helped him out a few times. Mm-hmm. So it's been a real good friendship. Right. And, um, and so I actually had a friend, um, a drummer friend, mm-hmm. who loved Danny. Mm-hmm. I mean, who mm-hmm. doesn't? And he gave me a little help on that one, because I was nervous. It was my first biggie. <laughs> and um, in return for that help, yeah. I let him come to the interview with me.
0: Oh, how cool. And
1: so, um,
0: yeah. He must have been really excited about that. He was really
1: excited.
0: He was really excited. Was Danny, I've met Danny a few times um, through a mutual friend, and he's so, today he's so sweet and intelligent and gifted as a drummer beyond what people really know. Um, Was he that way back then? Oh,
1: God, yes. Danny's always been sweet and kind. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I mean, the... Stuff that happened to him along the way, I think, really uh, Mm -hmm. humbled him, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: hurt him to the core, Mm -hmm. and um, took him, you know, to a different place. Mm -hmm. But he was always a a good, just a good guy. And I, we've always been good friends. Mm-hmm. Always. Mm-hmm. Always good friends.
0: Yeah. he's a great, great drummer.
1: Oh, great drummer. I yeah. just went to see uh, his new, you know, band called mm-hmm. CTA, California Transit right. Authority. Yes, right, And, um, my god. I mean, you know, he keeps saying, I'm 71 years old, oh, I'm tired. <laughs> but, uh, it's a joke. It sounds good, huh? Oh, he's, I mean, they play, um, they play Chicago tunes, and uh, you, it's just oh my god! Uh, it's so
0: horns and all that, and oh yeah, yeah. it's got
1: a horn section, that's cool. That's cool. and it's it's so good. That's it's awesome. so good. people should check that out. Oh, it's so yeah. good. Yeah, that's yeah, cool. It's really great.
0: So, so you um, did you ever study writing?
1: <laughs> I took a couple of creative writing classes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I took a journalism class yeah. at UCLA, yeah. but not so much. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was mostly a theater arts
0: major. Oh, tell I'm me not, about that.
1: I wanted to be an actress.
0: Really? Oh, yeah. Did you do any acting since living here? Well, a few of my actor friends used to live up on this hill right here. And, um, a little bit? A little some teeny bit.
1: Yeah. I mean, I got my SAG card. Mm-hmm went out on a few auditions. Everybody wanted me to, you know, I was uh, teeny tiny and thin, and I looked very young, mm-hmm, and so my mm-hmm. agent would send me out. Even when I was 21, she would st- send me out. He, I'm sorry, he would send me out
0: yeah.
1: on uh, roles for 14-year-olds.
0: Okay. And, That's a, how they cast you.
1: And... Uh, you know the last interview the last audition I did was for my Mary Tyler Moore productions mm-hmm. and the woman said you know you re, you look 15 okay but there's a maturity that behind your eyes that you know you you just you can't get rid of
0: mm-hmm.
1: and i thought you know i'm sick of this mm. i'm just i mm-hmm. i don't want to be
0: 15
1: mm-hmm. i'm 21 mm-hmm. and I want somebody to know that I'm 21. Right. <laughs> so, I, and she had said that. So, yeah, I was frustrated. Plus, you know, I had a a weight obsession. I, you know, had an eating disorder okay. of sorts. And I didn't want that to be my life. And I knew that the acting thing was going to... Fuel that? Fuel that. Yeah,
0: sure. So... It's definitely a talent of image. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah.
1: I... Decided that there had to be another creative thing that I could love, and music was always my other passion. Mm. And um, what other thing? I had a friend in the nitty gritty dirt band who had once said to me, You're going to be a music journalist one day. Mm. And I thought, You know what? Maybe he's right.
0: Mm. It's interesting you thought that. You weren't defiant about that? Like, No, I'm going to be an actor or No, no. Well,
1: gonna... at that point, I was ready to entertain
0: what he had said. Okay, right. So, right. yeah. Now, now, you write you such beautiful things, you know. It's surprising to me that you didn't study writing more. Did you read a lot or was this just who, who, who got you so <laughs> smart and who got you, you know, because you have really intelligent insight and depth and yet it's not over the top. It's like this perfect balance of information. and.
1: I just always liked to write. I wrote in a diary, Mm -hmm. I wrote in a journal, I wrote in fact, I threw all my diaries out. Why? Why'd you do that? <laughs> I was afraid my kids would find them Why? after I died. Well, you thought, <laughs>
0: and you, really? I, it was yeah, something to hide? Uh, I might
1: incriminate some people or things. Or, <laughs> yeah, so I, uh, I threw them all out, except hmm. one journal that I wanted to keep. But, I say it was
0: a safe one? Or yeah, it was just- <laughs> well, yeah, pretty safe. But
1: I... Um, yeah i wrote poetry i um i guess i just i love to write and you know both my kids got that uh gene mm-hmm. they're both wonderful beautiful writers oh really and my daughter sends me these um snail mail written cards really that are that make me cry right
0: wow so
1: yeah wow. they're both they're both wonderful writers mm. and uh I just think it's in my genes. My mother was a grammar nut. Okay. And she drilled it into me. Okay. I mean, I'm cuckoo. I okay. hear bad grammar on the news. Mm-hmm. I go crazy. Mm-hmm. It's everywhere. I hear bad grammar. I see it on, um, on your phone, I mean, yeah. The, the newspapers, I mean, I don't get it. I just don't get these journalists who mm-hmm. say, you know, he came with, with her and I. I mean it's not it's it's not with I you don't go with I mm-hmm. you go with me mm-hmm. I mean it's just it's craziness, yeah so yeah. for me I, so I drilled that into my kids I mean, the kids who came into my carpool with my kids really re- <laughs> regretted that you well, know they were with Robin because <laughs> Robin was uh you know the 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 grammar police yeah but um, all in all, um, it served my kids well. Yes, And hopefully absolutely. they're friends. And they're friends, yeah. Um, yeah. And I do that. I, I actually uh, babysit a young woman now. I, I drive her home from school. Mm-hmm. She's um, um, about to turn 14. She's very smart. And she's fairly good with her grammar. But when she makes a mistake, um, that's wonderful. I'm there to get she's her. She's lucky.
0: She's lucky. I wish you were around when I was a kid. Uh, which makes me jag off onto writing. I have a friend who was, is, was a reporter for Los Angeles Times, and a few times she's, I do photography as well, so a few times she's wanted me to photograph her articles she was going to write, and the Times nice. would... Yeah, the Times would, um, would you know, poo-poo it because of money. And so what they're doing now is they're making all the writers photograph
1: Uh, I know, it's so horrible what's happening with the newspapers.
0: Yeah, so I think that's maybe why you're seeing this type of grammar and this level of...
1: Yes, because they're hiring people who have no experience, and it is so distressing. I mean, I was working um, independently, but... I mean, almost, it could have been full-time for the Ventura County Star. Okay. And, I mean, I was working four days a week for them. But, of Mm -hmm. course, you know, they didn't want to pay my insurance or my, you know, whatever. So Mm -hmm. I was, quote, an independent contractor.
0: Permanently independent. Yes.
1: (laughs) And I loved it. I mean, it was... uh, you know, it was a variety of things, and then it was a lot of entertainment, which I enjoyed. And okay. I, you know, I got to interview people like Jay Leno, and uh-huh. um, you know, a full gamut of, and then musicians mm-hmm. and Lily Tomlin, right. and, wow. and yeah. you know, I mean, yeah. it was fun. I yeah. really had a good time, but I also got to go out into the community and interview just joe you know joe public and that's cool and i believe that everybody has a story to tell right and i love my work yeah i mean i love my work yeah and i really felt just so sad when the paper kept cutting back and cutting back and they kept getting bought and sold and bought and sold and bought and sold until finally, I mean, just this year, uh, it was like don't expect any work.
0: Wow. what was the cause of that? Is it the internet or?
1: Um, you know what, Ken, I honestly just think, I don't know, I guess so. I mean, there's just no more money for print. Yeah. And they have an internet presence. I mean, they do have an online... It it just... They were bought out by um, uh, USA Today. And I would think that that would be a good thing. thing. But who am I to know anything? Mm -hmm. I just was... The whole thing was so painful. I loved working for them. I mean, I just love working, and it's sure. it's very sad to me the state of journalism. I yeah. mean, I um, I don't know. So it's um, I've just resorted to whatever I can do. Yeah. I mean, whatever I can do to do. And I've um, actually been working on a labor of love for five years, which I don't know whether you saw it on Facebook. I've been working on a so. book.
0: Oh, I didn't know that. A book. On well, Jeff, tell me about Jeff, this.
1: Jeff Picaro. Oh. So, I mean, not a, you know, I mean, there's no money when you work on a book, and who knows whether there'll be money even if, you know, when, not if, but when it comes out. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's, you know, it's a passion and at least I get to do what I love to do, yeah. and so when I'm not working to make money, I spend the hours mm. doing that, because I love doing it.
0: Now, what made you um, focus on Jeff?
1: Jeff was a longtime friend. I probably have the most interviews with Jeff on the planet and um, and I miss him terribly, yeah. and yeah. I feel that it somehow was my torch to carry on, that as his friend and the carrier of those interviews mm-hmm. um, and and i 'm a friend of the family okay. that it was my duty and honor to um, when I'm gone, to have put a book on the shelves for right. generations.
0: Right. He's really, a, for me, uh, my favorite drummer. He is my favorite drummer. Yeah, and um, I, my, my mentor when I was young was Roy Burns. Mm. And I knew Roy for years, and he um, used to come to my house and Roy teach me. Roy such and, a good guy. Yeah, yeah. and he had got me a, he, uh, he got Jeff to do a clinic at, I believe, Hannock Music. Way back in 80, maybe 80. Hmm. And he got me to sit down with Jeff for a little while. And oh, Jeff was, I got to talk to Jeff, and he was just my hero. Like to this day, I can't really believe he's actually gone. Uh, it's, yeah.
1: You know, the time, time does not heal. No. Time, for me, makes it more painful. Mm, yeah. And I, you know, working on this book is a mixed blessing.
0: Must be difficult it's sometimes. Difficult. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I've I it I've ha- I have the blessing of his family. I have uh, the blessing of all the Toto boys. They've been wonderful. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've helped me enormously because yeah. there were so many things I didn't ask Jeffrey because, of course, who could ever imagine?
0: No. Why would you think that? And um, yeah.
1: So they've been wonderful, filling in the blanks. Uh, his brother Steve, Steve Lukather, mm. I mean, Luke answers every email within, you know, mm. a half an hour mm-hmm. of my sending it.
0: These in. recently played, didn't they? Didn't They recently play somewhere? Yes, at yeah. the Wiltern, yeah. um, just yeah. a few days ago. A few of my friends were there, yeah.
1: They've been so wonderful to me, David Page. I mean, they've been so good to me.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And... Um, I hope that uh, this book will just honor his memory. Yeah. I mean, I have amazing interviews. I don't want to give it all. No, away, no, no, but no. I have. I mean, the people. I mean, I'll that, be the first to buy that. The I people mean, who yeah. have come out to mm-hmm, talk about mm-hmm. him, you yeah. would, you are going to be blown right. away. The people who I got on the telephone to right. talk to me right. are people that don't do interviews.
0: Right, because. Of him. Of him. Yeah.
1: Definitely not because of me.
0: (laughs) I think it's because of you, too.
1: Because of him.
0: No, I mean, there's nobody like him. I know we can't say here why, but he just had this thing about him that was beyond. Yes. You know, something, something beyond.
1: Something beyond. Yeah. So I've been working for a long time on this, like over Mm, five years. Wow. And um, I'm starting to get a little publishing interest now that I've announced it. Great. I didn't want to announce it for a long time. I wanted to make sure you got it It was going to happen. Mm-hmm. I wanted to make sure I had the pictures in place. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't want to tease anybody until I knew that, yeah, this this is real. Hmm.
0: Do, what, what do you, let's switch gears. So what do you think... If in, have you ever thought about? Does the internet? What did the internet do to drumming?
1: Well, good and bad.
0: What's the good and the bad?
1: It makes available lessons, um, concerts. Um, you can see mm-hmm. everything. Yeah. Every freaking thing. Old clips. Old clips. Uh, new clips. You can see it all. You can see the feet, the hands. The, you can zero <laughs> in. You can take lessons for days and days and days and days. You can take a lesson with somebody in New York. Yes. If you're in Los Angeles, Hong Kong. If you're in, you know, New York, it, it's, every, you know, it's amazing. Right, right. But then there's the, I remember my son sitting in a room with Ed Shaughnessy. Yeah, yeah. Who wouldn't charge me for a lesson, <laughs> by the way. And. How can you replace that right. connection right. with a screen in front of you? Uh,
0: Skype chat or whatever. Yeah, you yeah. can't. No, it's not the same.
1: You can't replace Eddie putting his hand on your hand, showing you a fulcrum. You can't replace... Him putting the stick in your hand, you can't replace him yep. showing you on your drum, you can't replace him telling you a story mm. and laughing together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he might tell it to you over Skype, but it, n- it's not. It's not the same. It's not. No, no. So. Yeah, it's just not...
0: So you, have, so you have all this access, but it's impersonal, maybe?
1: Yeah. You lose the human touch. The human part. Oh, thank you, Bruce Springsteen. That was the name of an album that Jeff played on. Mm. The human touch.
0: The human touch, okay. Right, right.
1: You just lose that mm-hmm. that piece of humanity. And... Um, it's it's just, and that and the internet is, does that. Yeah. Period.
0: Right. To everything, doesn't it? Everything. So what has it done to the drum star, the drum legend? Because I cause I'm hearing that there are people now that, that get I I don't know how many views. <laughs> And they're not necessarily uh, they maybe never play with a band or maybe they never right, play with other right, musicians.
1: Right, right. Technicians. Yeah. So yeah. It, and that's the thing too. I mean and you and you can and you can buy views. True. I mean, what is that? Right. I mean mm-hmm. so how do you really even know mm-hmm. and and then there, you know, And then there are these kids who are kids that make this big splash and they think that it's all about chops. Yeah. But then there's Jeff Picaro who's all about feel. And you can't, I mean, you can't put that into words.
0: No. And or through that, through that wire. Right. You no. Know.
1: And so you lose perspective on what's important. Perspective. Yes. So, you know, I mean, I'm not going to tell you the drummers I don't love, mm-hmm. because there are a few.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, right. I figured that.
1: Um, because I'm all about the feel.
0: Oh yes, yes.
1: And for me, yes. Um, unless that's the the most important thing. I mean, like Vinny does both. Right. For me, Vinny's a good combination. Mm-hmm. He can take something out, but if you listen to Sting's yeah. "Summoner's Tales," yeah, it's got both. Right. I mean, he can do it both, but there are there are drummers who just, for me, just don't do it. Simply technical. Yeah, it's just you you don't hear the mm, that thing.
0: Mm-hmm. Um. It's irreplaceable, isn't it?
1: It's irreplaceable. Yeah. It's
0: it's. That's the whole reason we love it too, right? Yeah.
1: It's yeah. that it's thing that started me off with my head.
0: What, where did that thing come from? What is that thing, Robin? What is it? Because I, you know, I, who I idolized was Jeff, and I idolized Carlos. Yes. <clears throat> um, yes. And, I, and I, I just idolized where they put things and the way they yes. thought to do a thing. And yes. It was so not only artistic, but human and beautiful. And yeah. Where did they get that? Did they get that from, you know, molar technique or Spivax? Oh, no. Or <laughs> it didn't come from there. I'm afraid to tell
1: you. Where did that come from? It came from inside their soul. It's them, huh? Okay. It came from inside their soul, like Levon Helm, mm-hmm. Jim Keltner.
0: Keltner, yeah.
1: It came from their guts and their heart inside their being. Right. And
0: now you're going to get me an emotional (laughs) because that's to me the feels everything like that's that untangible unwritten
1: it is and those are I mean to know Levon was to know the salt of the earth Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. he was he was The sweetest. Mm. He was just a Louisiana boy. Mm. He was just, you know, Mm -hmm. just a, just a, he was a sweet, Mm -hmm. sweet man Mm -hmm. with a heart of gold.
0: Right, right.
1: And I, um. And he sang like that, mm. and he played like that. Mm. I I just don't I you know and and Keltner yeah you know wears his heart on his sleeve. Mm-hmm. Jeff was like that too. Mm-hmm. I mean I know more stories about Jeff. Like people you know when I when I post about him on his birthday or mm-hmm. the day that he died the yeah. anniversary. I get stories on Facebook of mm-hmm. just guys who say, yeah, I, I contacted him when I was coming to town mm-hmm. just to say, you know, you're, you're my favorite drummer. Can I, can I come, you know, watch you in the studio sometime? And he picked me up at the airport wow. and took me to a session. Wow. I mean...
0: Generous. Yeah. Generous. Hello? Mm. Right.
1: Just, I don't know, Ken. It's just. Uh, is that love? It's just full of heart. Heart. It's just the kind of being that, you know, you want to know. The kind of being that is just a full, spirited, kind soul.
0: So, Born that way or learned it in life? or
1: I'm sorry, they were supposed to put a note up on the door. Um, we're doing an interview here. Oh, okay. Yeah, we were, they were supposed to put a note up saying that this was reserved for.
0: Um, uh, maybe, what would you say, about half, hour? How you, how half you, an hour? Another half an hour. They do a thing in here? They, they I had it reserved. Okay. Yeah. Those things actually help this interview. They break things up.
1: Oh, okay. People,
0: people get to hear uh, Robin.
1: Yeah, okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um,
0: yeah. But you're talking about Jeff.
1: I think it, well, I think, you know, he has an amazing family.
0: So maybe that was part of it, too. Yeah, Joe and
1: Eileen are... Um, Again, you know, Joe had a rough childhood, okay. and um, he had a um, a pretty. Um, I think that you know, according like Jolene just recently was talking about her dad and mm-hmm. said, you know, he had a tough time growing up, and, mm-hmm. and he made a decision that when he had kids, it was going to be all different
0: my my dad was kind of that way right yeah yeah right
1: and so it it's it's family yeah. you know and they had i mean they had sunday brunches every week
0: mm. So togetherness yeah
1: mm-hmm. family
0: mm-hmm.
1: and fam it was always family first for him
0: so a foundation
1: yeah foundation
0: mhm mm-hmm.
1: that makes sense yeah i mean that's how i raised my kids was, mm-hmm. you know Family first, right. always family first.
0: Well, I have a 13-year-old son and a 16-year-old daughter. You know, what did you do when they got at th- that age? You know, did they, were they getting a little independent by then? Do you remember?
1: I never had an ounce of trouble with my kids. No? Um, I mean, I was a single mom. Okay. And we were very tight. But truthfully, Ken, they were both into music. Mm-hmm. I got them interested in music mm-hmm. in middle school. Okay. And that was their team sport. Right. And they never got into trouble because they were in music.
0: Mm-hmm. Right.
1: And they, I mean, I went on all the band trips. That, those were our, um, you know, some people go on family vacations. Well, I couldn't afford a family vacation. Mm-hmm but I made sure that somehow I could afford to be the chaperone yeah. on their band trips. Right. Right. And so we would have those shared experiences because mm-hmm. they, they went to um, Lincoln Center in oh, high school wow. to play the, um, you know, um, when Marcellus had oh. the, the big deal at Lincoln Center, the jazz. Educational program. type of thing. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm and they would get into the finals. Wow. And um,
0: so there's some, they're gifted, they're like gate level. They were,
1: they were well, I'm again, I mm-hmm. made sure they, I spent all my money, why do you think I live here? I spent, <laughs> I mean, we had a house in Agoria Hills. Okay. But I spent every penny I had mm-hmm. on lessons. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, my son now is a very successful drummer in mm-hmm. New York City. Okay.
0: Wow, what a place to be! That's and, a difficult place to be a successful drummer.
1: And he is yeah. like a first. I mean, he's working with the creative team of Hamilton right now. Oh, wow! On a on a show. It's awesome. Um, and he is handpicked by the music director who just won the Emmy for um, Vernon Fossy, Fossy Verden. <laughs> okay. Um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: he's very successful because mm-hmm. I made sure. That he got his reading chops together, yeah. and
0: who who did who helped him with that?
1: Um, he had a, a a teacher by the name of Evan Diner who works mm. over in the L.A. area. He would come. He came to Agora Hills and worked at the school for a little while. Then I hired him privately. Private lessons. And then when he got older, he uh, worked with Bruce Becker. Yeah. And but at Bruce was. More of a technician, okay. so I also gave him. I'm telling you, he had like two drum lessons a week. Right. right. I also got Joe LaBarbera Oh wow. To do the feel. Yeah. Jazz, style. Feel. Yeah. Iron that section out. Yeah. And then he had keyboard lessons, so that was three oh, lessons so melodic, a week.
0: melodic. He is a melodic.
1: And so, like three hundred dollars a That's week. A lot of lessons. On, I mean, I. Yeah. All of my money. And then there was my daughter. She was taking flute and saxophone. Okay. So, wow. it was yeah. intense. Yeah, that's okay? a lot of. And they were in a very um, focused um, music department in both uh, middle school and uh in mm-hmm. high school. My mm-hmm. son at 13, uh, 14 years old mm-hmm. had an, went to an audition uh, for a musical down at the Mark Taper Forum. Uh-huh. They were hiring a young band okay. for a new musical, a world mm-hmm. premiere mm-hmm. of a Tony winning um, uh, composer. Okay. And uh, tons of kids came out for it. Sure. And Jamie got the role. Wow of a drummer.
0: Wow, that's awesome.
1: And that started... How old was his, he at that time? He was 14. Wow, that's so... Cool. And that started his career. Mm-hmm. He had to withdraw from school, from his uh, high school for mm-hmm. a semester.
0: Mm-hmm, to and work. And was
1: schooled down there. And would you believe this composer... Mm-hmm loved him so much, mm-hmm. thought he was so good. Mm-hmm. His name is Jason Robert Brown. He is mm-hmm. a huge composer, the youngest Tony winner in Broadway history. Mm-hmm. That when he was that when, when Jamie was twenty years old and living in New York City, mm-hmm. he remembered seven years later and called Jamie up. Wow. It started his career. Wow.
0: Did did your son's name is Jamie? What, his playing was important, but was it also his personality? Yes,
1: of course. How so? Jamie is, first of all, very sweet, very kind, and always on time. Shows up on time. Always on time. That can't be late. Um, I've taught him, you know, to be all the things that a drummer needs to be, and a which are what? A successful drummer. We, we,
0: we, always are, on time. Yeah.
1: Always kind, always considerate. You're there to play the role. You're there to dress nicely. I mean, you know, mm-hmm.
0: professional, professional, mm-hmm.
1: and a good hang.
0: You have to be right.
1: Yeah, you have to be a good hang. Mm-hmm. Funny, um, not petty. N- not never complain. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, you do have to advocate for yourself. Of course. You can't take shit.
0: No, right, of course. But
1: but but you roll with the punches. You do what the artist needs, and and you do it um, musically, and and you're not there to make any waves.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you are um, a kid right now, maybe you're going to MI. Uh, maybe you're eighteen. And you want to be a drummer, can you do that still? Oh, yeah. How do you do that?
1: You, you.
0: If you you were in charge, how would you get this kid working?
1: Just the same way I did with Jamie. What did you do? You have to be. um, You have to take your craft seriously, number one.
0: You have to take your craft seriously.
1: That is the most. You gotta
0: know how to play, you gotta gotta know how to read. You gotta know how to play,
1: you gotta read, Mm -hmm. like, uh, fly shit off paper. Yep.
0: Backwards forwards, upside Backwards, down. Backwards,
1: forwards. You know that Jamie came to me in middle school. He came to me and said we had taken some lessons with the Evan Diner and he came to me like six months later. He said, Mom, you know, I, I need more lessons. We, we, you know, my reading isn't the where it has to be. Hmm. And thank God hmm. because, you know, that audition came up Somebody called him Jamie was so serious mm-hmm. it was the night of his uh slumber party birthday it was his oh. 14th birthday
0: wow yeah
1: and he had a room full of kids mm-hmm. they were sleeping over yeah and they were gonna, supposed to stay until you know like 10 11 o'clock in the morning and this friend of his called him up on the phone and said Jamie, I just heard about an audition down at Mark Taper tomorrow morning at 9. I'm not good enough for it, but I think you are. They were both 14 years old. This kid was in the business. He he was an actor. Okay. And he said, you're really good. I think you can do it. Mm -hmm. And so Jamie got off the phone. He said, Mom, Jonathan just called me. I want to do this. Mm-hmm. I said, well, you know what that means? That means you have to go into your bedroom right now and tell all your friends to call their parents. They have to get picked up at 8 tomorrow morning.
0: Mm-hmm. So they, sacrifice. It's
1: a sacrifice. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Now, Priorities.
1: That. Are you willing to do that? He said, absolutely, mm-hmm. Mom. He was in. He was in. He was just turning 14 wow. years old.
0: To know that at 14, that's pretty amazing. Yeah.
1: And he and the next day was huge. It was tiresome. We had to get up at seven. The kids had to leave. Mm-hmm. We had to sleep. We were in the Gore Hills. slept all the way down to the Mark Taper. <laughs> we yeah. had to get there. There were rounds of auditions. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was they. Was, the callback was after lunch. It was rounds and rounds. They said they would let us know the next day. Do you know they called us while we were in our car on the way home? Mm. Jamie's got the gig.
0: Oh, so they were like, don't let that kid away. No. We were, we're, <laughs> we're That's awesome. We're, were, were you?
1: screaming. Yeah. That's exciting. It was major.
0: That's exciting.
1: It was major. Wow.
0: So he knew his craft. He was in?
1: He, was, he wasn't messing around while we mm-hmm, were there. Mm-hmm. He wasn't some... 13-year-old kid being stupid. Mm -hmm. He wasn't, you know, yelling. He was all business. He was, this is important to me. He was reading high shit. Right. Jason Robert Brown writes serious charts. Right. He was making notations on those charts. Right, right. He was just 14, just turned Reading
0: like that at 14. You have to. So you got to get started early.
1: You have to. And that's what I would tell any drummer. If you want it, you can have it. Mm-hmm. But I, I knew you, I knew if this is what he wanted, yeah. he'd have to work at it. Yeah,
0: you have to be ready. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: yeah. Right. And, I, and I wanted that for him. My parents didn't support my being an actress.
0: Because it was art or why was that? Because it was art. Okay, that's common.
1: and I wanted my kids to have their dreams my daughter wanted to play the flute and then she changed to wanting to be a music educator and I have supported my children all the way through it hasn't been easy I have asked people for help along the way, mm-hmm. I have had to. Mm-hmm. I have taken out loans that are up to all of our eyeballs. I have I have done what I've had to do. Well, you're in, too. I am all in. Yeah. They are my life, and mm-hmm. I would take a bullet.
0: hmm mm-hmm, right. I want
1: Hmm. them to... We have a song that was our song at their B'nai Mitzvah. That's the combination. They're twins. Okay. So that's the combination of a bar and a bat mitzvah when you're twins.
0: And that's a true thing? Yes. That's what they call it. B'nai Mitzvah. B'nai Mitzvah. Okay. Okay. That's
1: girl and boy. Yeah. And at their B'nai Mitzvah, our song was, I Hope You Dance. Hmm. And... I say to my son and my daughter, are you dancing? Mm. I want them to dance their lives. Mm. They need to dance. Mm. Wow. Because it's important. It's not the money you make, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: it's how you live your life. Mm -hmm. Are you happy inside? Yes, yeah. Or are you driving to a job you hate every day?
0: Right. Yeah, you're right. I agree with that. Yeah.
1: You have to love what you do. You have to wake up in the morning and want to be there. You have to wake up and say, gosh, I love my life.
0: Mm-hmm. I tell this to my kids all the time. Yeah? Yeah.
1: It's so yeah. important.
0: Yeah. It's, all we have really is time, right? That's right. So and we, we don't
1: know how much no. th- of that we have. No,
0: no matter how old you are. No. No. And so you have to use your time correctly. That's right. Yeah. hmm Yeah. So, so, really, if I was smart, I would end this podcast right here because you just gave me, like, a gem. But I'm going to go a little further. Uh, let see. Where's my phone? Number? So.
1: You do whatever you like. Just.
0: This I, is I have no rhyme or reason. This is your. This is our, this is our thing. Let's see. So, um, and I'm still just, can't believe I'm sitting here with you because... You've enriched my life, you know, just from questions you've asked people and things, people you've talked to, and now that I've met you and that I know the way you feel about all that stuff, I mean, it's even more. I like your glasses. Oh, thank you. You know, I, I was, I know they were like black readers and I was at an art store and I just saw them and I was like, oh, it save me having to go to the Rite Aid. <laughs> <laughs> so look at this, this, um, this is the last time I saw you. Oh, God. This address right here. That oh
1: account. my God! Okay. Yeah.
0: That's the last time I saw you. I was yeah. with John. I was with John Wackerman. Oh shit! <laughs> oh shit! Yeah. So seeing that, what is if we could go back there in a little time machine, Robin? Mm-hmm. What was happening then? Just just a few thoughts, or if if you have, it. if you don't, that's fine. Well, this is our last question. I mean,
1: yeah. I mean, that's.
0: Well, time travel with Robin Flats.
1: That um, was my first house. And that... um, I don't... I'm sure when I interviewed John, I didn't have babies yet. But that is where I had my babies. Okay. Um, And... um, I worked for... Modern Drummer, obviously. Yeah. Well, as an independent contractor. Who was the editor
0: of Modern Drummer then?
1: That was probably Rick Mattingly.
0: Right. Right.
1: Um, he's still a good friend. Okay. Um. And um. I adore him. Always did. Great sense of humor. Kind person. Mm. And then Bill Miller came along. That's right. And Bill died way too early of cancer, and uh, it still bothers me when I think about him mm-hmm. often. He had a little boy that he left, and that just pains me to death. Um, and um, and, then, and Ron left us, the yep. publisher, and yep. that's just sad. Um,
0: Was that a good time at that house back then when you interviewed John?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. It was Mm -hmm. a good time.
0: Music, was it the same as it is now or different? Oh, God.
1: I don't, it's, um, I don't even know what music is today. (laughs) and all the musicians would say the same. I mean, the musicians I talk to, are and the producers, because I I do one magazine I do write for a lot, or, or I shouldn't say a lot, but reasonably uh-huh. is Mix Magazine. Oh yeah. So I interview. I love that magazine. Yeah. I interview producers and engineers, and we talk about, you know, just the difference yeah. in the way things are now mm-hmm. and.
0: Because everybody does it at home, right? Everybody does it yeah. remotely. And
1: it, and it's just, it's not the same. Again, it's the, the human touch, is, it's just, it's not there. Yeah. People aren't, the, the musicians aren't in the same room together making music. And where the hell is the connection? And the, you know, Jeff in the same room as, uh, you know, David Hungate and, yeah. and, 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 and Steve Lukather yeah. and David Page, and they're making this thing together. Right. That that feels so good. It's just it's not. You that know.
0: that came. I, yeah. I I um, became friends with um, Kurt Biscara. We're both skateboarders, mm. Mm. and uh, he was telling me that these days a lot of his sessions are just in, in the studio in his garage.
1: Yeah,
0: I yeah. thought that was crazy. I was like, wow. Yeah. I was like. And, and he's the first to say that he'd rather be sitting next to a bass player, etc. Oh, well,
1: he's not the first that I've heard. Right. It's, oh, everybody says it Yeah. that I talk to. So
0: people that listen to music, they don't need that anymore? They don't need that chemistry?
1: Well, interestingly enough, I don't talk to that many people who listen to music. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I guess I'm on the other side of it mostly, so mm-hmm. it's not because I because I talk to a lot of people who don't listen to music, it's just that I'm not talking to those people,
0: yeah, probably. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But
1: I guess not. I mean, look, the, the electronic music is kind of void of... That. That. Yes, EDM. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And, and, I mean, it's, just, it's a different landscape. Yeah. And I, I I don't know.
0: What do you listen to? What's the last thing you listened to? Uh, I'm trying to think what I listen to on the way up here. Maybe Supertramp.
1: Yeah, see, I still listen to, mm-hmm. you know... Mm-hmm. I mean, I listen to Michael McDonald. Uh-huh. And Is
0: that one of the last things you listen to?
1: Toto. Yeah, which record? Well, I listen to 4 yeah. and 1. Yeah. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. and...
0: Do you have a place to listen to music? Or do you listen to it on your computer? I've, I've built a... I went and bought a used receiver and I have my old, you know, Pioneer HPM 100s that I bought with John Stamos and, you know, and I have like a place in my living room where I nice. just listen to music. You know? Nice. Yeah, I don't have a record player yet, but I just, I wanted to designate, like, you should just, like, a spot. for my kids, No, you just sit down. Good. Put this Good. record on. Yes. Listen to the whole record. Yes. Yes.
1: You know? No, I listen to a lot of music in my car. Mm-hmm because that seems to be the place I'm away from the computer right. and away from the phone. Because you get a ticket. If you- yeah. <laughs> so it seems to be the better place. Right. right. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that's mostly... Because when I'm at home, I mean, that's where I do my work.
0: <sighs> that's difficult, isn't it? I've done that before. It's difficult to separate your work... From your house because you can't really ever relax yeah. because there's always work to be done. Or yeah.
1: yeah, you have to
0: have sort of a self-discipline to separate that.
1: I've done it for you know 40 years, so I'm very disciplined. Mm-hmm. I get up early, I work. Now I take the dogs to the dog park, mm-hmm. but
0: so scheduled. Yeah, mm-hmm. and
1: then I come back and
0: work more. Because that's kind of the modern artist, isn't it? Somebody who's yeah sort of working out of their house and. You know. I,
1: lo- I look I was able to raise my kids in, in mm-hmm. a really good way that way because mm-hmm. I could you know, go work in their classrooms I could really be hands on
0: mm-hmm. instead of going to some office and yeah, hiring that, a sitter yeah
1: that would have been awful mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. I really I had a good, a good time with them and, and right. was able to really be present in their lives so right. that worked out well
0: now, now um, let's wrap this up. So is there any place people can, that we can link to, and I'll do it on the actual pod, the podcast will live, you know, on, on iTunes and all that stuff. But there's a little website where I would have links to anything that you want to, if people want to know more about you or what you're doing. Sure. Is there... Yes, um, there
1: is a website. And what's it's that? actually brand new. Okay. Because I just got off another one that was... Cranky. Okay. Um, So it's com. Cool. And you'll find my classic interviews. I have audio interviews with um, Jeff Percaro and Vinny and Carlos, Mm -hmm. and um, um, we're still uploading other interviews Mm -hmm. and Roundtables and mm. all sorts of things, and they're audio because you get to hear all of them talk and laugh mm. and be, and it's just a whole different experience than right. reading it on paper. True, um, and um, and you'll get news about uh, the Jeff Picaro book,
0: which just sounds so exciting.
1: It's very exciting. I'm I'm getting. I'm trying to let myself be a little excited.
0: But yeah. It's,
1: you know, it's a little scary because, you know, I want to make sure I do it right. So I have a real responsibility. It's, right. it's not just a lark, it's, it's a true responsibility. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm taking it very seriously. That project is
0: obviously a, a project of, it's, it, this is like a real art thing. Like, it's a real thing. It's not like somebody's giving you a ton of money to go.
1: Oh, there's no money. Yeah, yeah.
0: (laughs) There hasn't been a cent. Are you kidding? Right, right.
1: No, this has been.
0: But you do it because you love. This has been a labor
1: of complete love. Yeah. And I would imagine, because I can't self publish, you know, book deals, when publishers come along, you know, they don't. They take most of the money. Right. They're not going to
0: get involved in something that's. unless they're going to. make money. Yeah.
1: So Mm -hmm. people don't make. Much money off of books. Yeah. I'm not planning on making mm-hmm. money off of this. Mm-hmm.
0: This is. going Ge- to be done This is for Jeff. Right.
1: This is for Jeff.
0: Right. Mm-hmm.
1: This is to give back.
0: Yeah. Everything
1: yeah. he's given us. Mm.
0: I think you're going to be surprised at how that's received. I think it's going to be really important, personally, not just because of me. No, but,
1: I I think it is important. Yeah. There are a lot of Jeff sites and. Mm. And, uh, no, he has a huge fan base. Yeah, huge impact. And, and I, I know it's important. It's really that's, important. It's <laughs> really important yeah. to me. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's why I'm doing it. But mm-hmm. beyond the people who are fans, when I'm dead, I want people to still remember. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's important. Right. I don't want drum machines and electronics to replace Jeffrey Thomas Porcaro. I want his memory to stay alive and I want my book to